Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Please uh, relax back into your seat and posture. Coming home to the body. Just becoming aware there's any areas of tension anywhere. Relaxing the shoulders. Relaxing the belly. Letting go and just relaxing, giving everything up, surrendering into the posture. Allowing the breath to breathe freely. <clears throat> so today we are going to investigate the ultimate concerns that Zen talks about. Be open to how life is calling you in this very moment, calling you to awake to your essential nature, who you truly are, calling you to realize your heartfelt mission in life, whatever that might be. The guided meditation this morning is all about finding or recognizing and then stabilizing in your essential nature, your inner treasury, as the Zen teachings talk about, the family treasure. I have titled the meditation this morning, Appreciate This Life, after a book by the same name by Mazumi Roshi. Finding your inner treasure, your inner refuge, your inner Buddha. To which you can return at any time during the day or when life feels overwhelming which is always present and available is there a place within your body right now that gives you the sense of being secure, safe, calm, at ease and or relaxed. 
Where and how do you experience this? During the period of Zazen this morning, I gave you the invitation of bringing to mind the question, who am I? Or who is hearing? Who is feeling? Who is thinking? These questions are designed to intentionally turn our attention around to that which we no, normally do not look into. Normally our gaze is directed outwards. These questions are designed to wipe your slate clean of any attachment to impermanent phenomena such as feelings or thoughts of self to wipe the slate clean to reveal your beginner's mind your beginner's mind within which possibilities are unlimited To become aware of impermanence and no self helps us to discover our Buddha nature. When we see this clearly, we recognize there is nothing to cling to, revealing peace itself. This peace is always here now. Awareness of impermanence is always now. This peace is another word for Nirvana, which is not separate from this life that we live. These questions are in fact variations on the primary breakthrough koan, mu, designed as a form of inquiry because we can't find the one who is hearing or the one who is feeling or the one who is thinking. Hence, these questions take us way out of our thinking mind and render us silent before the great mystery. This is because our essential nature, our Buddha nature, 
It is not objective. It is not a thing. It is not something that can be perceived. We can't observe or witness who we truly are. In the same way, we can observe a thought or feel a feeling. At the same time, what we feel and perceive, what we call the phenomenal world, the world of phenomena which come and go, is inseparable from the essential world. There is only one, not even one, but not two. Let me read out a quote from the epilogue to the modern Zen classic, Beginner's Mind, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. A compilation of Dharma talks given by Suzuki Roshi. The book was published in 1970, 53 years ago. If you don't have a copy of Suzuki Roshi's book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, I highly recommend you buy it or I can send it to you as a PDF copy. So here is the quote. The big mind in which we must have confidence is not something which you can experience objectively. It is something which is always with you, always on your side. Your eyes are on your side, for you cannot see your eyes, and your eyes cannot see themselves. Eyes only see things outside, objective things. If you reflect on yourself, that self is not your true self anymore. You cannot project yourself as some objective thing to think about. The mind which is always on your side is not just your mind. It is universal mind, always the same, not different from another's mind. It is Zen mind. It is big, big mind. This mind is whatever you see. Your true mind is always with whatever you see. Although you do not know your own mind, it is there. At the very moment you see something, it is there. This is very interesting. Your mind is always with the things you observe. So you see, this mind is, at the same time, everything. End of quote. Even though we cannot see our essential nature, 
we can simply be knowingly our essential nature. We are our essential nature, whether we know it or not. However, we need to recognize our essential nature in this way. It doesn't need to be a dramatic event, but it is always deeply wondrous and marvelous. The Buddha nature that we are, this being here, this sense of being alive, and everything that we experience, we would not be experiencing without this Buddha nature. Contemplating who is hearing takes us to this glorious revelation. It is an invitation to let go of identification with yourself as a small mind, your ego mind, the small mind road, that which can be noticed. And as Dogen says, take the backward step and become one with your Buddha nature, that which can never be lost or gained, that which is unborn and undying, that which does not come and go. This big mind is also loving wise and compassionate. So big mind is also big heart, which is an open heart without judgment. Another name we can give to our essential nature is simply life. Another important teacher in our lineage, Mazumi Roshi. He is my great grandfather in the Dharma, Joko Beck's teacher. Here is a quote from his classic book called Appreciate Your Life. <clears throat> no one can live your life except you. No one can live my life except me. You are responsible. I am responsible. But what is our life? What is our death? In Soto Zen, we have the expression, quote, from Dogen, the treasury of the true Dharma eye and subtle mind of Nirvana. This expression comes from a famous koan which relates the transmission of the Dharma from our original teacher, Shakyamuni Buddha, to his successor, 
Maha Kashyapa. In the story, Shakyamuni Buddha held up a flower and smiled. Maha Kashyapa smiled and Shakyamuni Buddha said, I have the treasury of the true Dharma eye and subtle mind of Nirvana, and I transmit it to Maha Kashyapa. What is this treasury of the true Dharma eye and subtle mind of Nirvana that Shakyamuni Buddha transmitted? All the Buddhist teachings deal with this most precious treasure. What is it? It is your life. It is my life. Another way of asking the question is, who am I? What is this? These inquiries are the fundamental most important koans. Like all koans, we must answer them out of our own life. We must live them. What is our life? And knowing what it is, how are we living it? Now let us settle into silence and we will continue with a little guided meditation. And I will continue to leave some silence in between my words. The answer lies in the silence. The words only point to the moon. Wonderful words. Appreciate your life. It is the greatest and most wonderful mystery. We can't doubt we are alive. How do we know we are alive? Breathing, heart beating, hearing sounds, all our senses are alive. How do we know we are breathing? How do we know our heart is beating? Awareness, awareness of a sense of being alive, being present. This sense of being alive, the subjective knowing of aliveness, the sense of I am. As Buddhists, we call this Buddha nature or big mind or simply life itself. Can you remember a time when the sense of being alive was not present?
in fact, notice how the sense of being alive, which is always here and now, is what you use in order to look for a time when you didn't experience a sense of being alive. Surely this sense of being alive is primordial, prior to anything else. I remember when I was in late adolescence, experimenting with LSD with high school friends. Dawn, heralded by the roosters, felt like the morning of the first day. It is always the morning of the first day, the first moment. This moment is always new always the morning of the first day. Is it possible to imagine a time when there was no sense of being alive? Is it also possible that the sense of being alive is prior to time? Before we can talk about the past and the future, there needs to be a here and now, right? Just noticing this sense of being alive here and now. Does it have any beginnings or endings or is it constant and continuous? Notice how our objective experience comes and goes. Sensations, perceptions, feelings and thoughts. But that which is prior is always here. Is it not? Is this sense of being alive something that you can gain or lose? Again, sensations, perceptions. Feelings and thoughts come and go, but that which is prior is always here, is it not? Before sadness and happiness, there is this sense of being alive. So this sense of being alive, we could say, is our natural state. Not a state which comes and goes, but who we are our essential nature, our essential self. We can't escape from it, even if we wanted to. So we might as well become curious about it. And as Maizumi Roshi encourages us, learn to appreciate it. It is truly a remarkable gift and treasure. Another name for it might be home.
when we ask the question, who is hearing? Or who is feeling? Where do we go to answer that question? Your thoughts can't go there. The only honest answer really is, I don't know. But still, rest in this don't know mind. And continue to hold fast to the question, who is hearing? Who is hearing is closer than your most closest dear companion and is the most intimate we can ever be. The revelation is always actually at hand and immediate. Life is always being concealed and revealed moment by moment. This awareness is aware that it is aware. Life is aware of life. A name for this could be revelation. The transcendent is always revealing itself in this life. Your life. My life. The one life that we all share and participate in. I didn't create it. You didn't create it. All we have to do is recognize that which is usually overlooked and disregarded. The treasure is overlooked and disregarded. Cast into the garbage pail. All we have to do is discover it and recognize it and treasure it. This sense of being alive, prior to everything, prior to sound, before hearing the cock crow at the dawn of time, I needed to be conscious to be alive. In fact, we could say that consciousness is life and life is consciousness. Life is always conscious of this sense of being alive. Now, closing your eyes, can you find any boundary to this sense of being alive? Can you find a center to this sense of being alive or is the center everywhere and nowhere? Keeping your eyes closed, can you Locate an outside as distinct from an inside. For example, we normally think of our thoughts and feelings as residing on the inside and sounds residing on the outside. Go to your direct experience. Bracket out your thoughts. Is there really an outside or is the sound you are experiencing appearing in the same field of awareness 
that your feelings are appearing in. Does your body end at the surface of your skin? Or is the sensations of the body appearing also in the same field of infinite awareness? This is the truth of this moment as experienced within this luminous field of awareness, this living truth, not propositional truth, not scientific truth. Can you see the distinction? Propositional truth is the grass is green, if and only if the grass is green. It is located on the outside where the grass shows itself as green. But the living truth is not something seen. It is felt, it is lived, fully experienced. Simply the truth of the sense of being alive. And who is it that is alive? What is life? This life is the state of grace. If you are comfortable with theistic language, you could say that life is the gift of God. We could say that life is God and God is life. Joko Beck calls this awareness of being alive simple mind. Here's a quote from Joko. The only mind that can sense life in a transformed way is a simple mind. The dictionary defines simple as having or composed of one part only. Awareness can take in a multiplicity of things, just as an eye can take in many details at once. But awareness itself is one thing only. It remains unchanged without additions or modifications. Awareness is completely simple. We don't have to add anything to it or change it. It is unassuming or unpretentious. It can't help but be that way. Awareness is not a thing to be affected by this or that. When we live from pure awareness, we are not affected by our past or present or our future because awareness has nothing it can pretend to. It's humble. It is lowly, simple, impartite, meaning no parts, simple mind. Life is always lived from the inside. To reduce yourself or someone else to an object is to take away life.
So we've established that this sense of being alive is prior to space and time. Words we might use to describe this are the eternal now, infinite and ever-present wherever we go, there it is. Is there anything else that you know or are aware of that you can describe as eternally now, ever-present and infinite? Who are you really? And I would just like to finish this guided meditation with a, another quote from Roshi Suzuki's book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. It's a description of the mind of Zen or beginner's mind or Buddha mind. Quote, before the rain stops, we can hear a bird. Even under the heavy snow, we see snowdrops and some new growth.